Well, I got to admit, you know, I have always wondered this, not always, but recently wondered since, you know, I don't have the background in, you know, radio or anything like that. Why is it a cold open? Why can't it be hot and warm and exciting and bubbly and welcoming? The cold open was a TV thing. It's something that podcasts kind of stole from TV. That doesn't answer the question as far as why is it cold? Because there's nothing surrounding it that says why it was used um, because there's nothing around it that gives it any context. I looked online. It says it's a narrative tactic used in television and films. It is the technique of jumping directly into a story at the beginning of the show before the title sequence or opening credits are shown. This sounds more like a teaser. It is a teaser. I don't know why it was called a cold open, though. Well, how about we uh, warm this show up and get on with the damn thing? My name is John Edwards, and with me as always is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dads Drink of Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. Zeke, you always ask the tough questions, and there are worse cold opens ever. <laughs> they, they probably are to a degree, but at least there's this internal satisfaction of when I stump the savant that normally has some, like, talkable working knowledge of damn near everything that's ever brought up that I've ever heard around him. So that when those moments occur of like, Oh, I don't know. I need to Google this. That's a minor victory in my world. I am going to take that as a huge compliment though. I'm going to take that for what it is. And everybody, you guys mark it down. Just so you know, this is June 2nd at 1134 PM central time. That is what time we are recording this. You mark this down that Zeke Baker gave me a compliment. May not happen for 365 more days. Thankfully, this is recorded and I can listen to it over and over and over. So what do you got for us tonight, buddy? Before we get going, Zeke, I want to let you know that today's show of Dad's Drinking Bourbon is presented by Elijah Craig Bourbon. They invite you to discover the greatness within. You're wondering what to get your dad for Father's Day? We're dads. We like bourbon. Don't give us ties. Send us something that we can actually use. I'm not going into the office for a really long time. And I know you actually have to go into the pharmacy, but you're not wearing a tie there. Do you have to wear a tie to work? Yeah, boy, shit. I thought you were a polo shirt guy. In some places. Do you have enough ties, though? I really have a rotation of four. I I don't care at all. Yeah, you'd rather get bourbon, right? Yeah. So Elijah Craig Small Batch has rich flavor and full body that any dad will love. We are excited that we are working with Elijah Craig for Father's Day because Elijah Craig is the father of bourbon. He was the first to char oak barrels to make his bourbon, and that was way back in 1789. His legacy lives on in every bottle of elijah craig small batch bourbon visit elijahcraig.com to learn more about their award-winning whiskeys their barrel proof wins awards their small batch wins awards they're doing great stuff check them out at elijahcraig.com to learn more elijah craig kentucky straight bourbon whiskey bardstown kentucky 47 percent alcohol by volume think wisely drink wisely so you want to know what we're drinking tonight well you know now that i know what a cold open is supposed to be I feel like we should have opened the show with, hey, Edwards, you had this Lodge Craig Ryan yet? 
And that's all you're going to say? That would have been it. We'd have walked away. <laughs> Maybe a picture like me with a bottle or the glass or something, you know. Is it bad that four years later you're finally figuring out what a cold open is and you've just been doing, like, I almost didn't want to tell you what a cold open was because you've been doing so good <laughs> and you didn't know hey, what they were. Less is more, the less you know. We are drinking Elijah Craig rye tonight, and I want to thank the good folks over at Heaven Hill and Elijah Craig for sending us the rye. By no means is the fact that we are doing something with them for Father's Day, and by no means the fact that they sent something to us, is that going to affect our review. We always say that we have to be able to be objective in our reviews, so that is exactly what Zeke and I are about to do tonight. Now, Zeke, this Elijah Craig rye, it was released at the tail end of 2019. It is 47% ABV, 94 proof, non-age stated. It is 51% rye, 35% corn, and 14% malted barley. And before we get in here, all I have to say to you is the fact that we were getting all those 95.5 ryes that we were reviewing over and over. I cannot tell you enough how excited I am to try something that is not 95.5. Change of paces are always good. You know, just so I don't forget as we move through this, I will say, uh, you know, outside of, you know, partnership, ad space, et cetera, I can't think of a time when not even Father's Day, but any occasion someone asked me, hey, I need to get a bourbon for somebody. Don't want to spend too much, but want something that's good and they'll enjoy. I feel like Elijah Craig, you know, has always been in my top three responses. Every time I've got that question, it's just something you know is on the shelf, consistent and a, a you know, more than fairly priced bottle. I would agree with that. And I think it's, you know, the new look with the new clothes it got, it looks pretty classy. It's always going to come in at 30 bucks. So, you know, you're getting a great value for your, your small batch. And it is definitely on the rotation of daily drinkers that I have. I always make sure to have one or two bottles of Elijah Craig. And that's no BS. I mean, it's what I drink when I'm working during the week and I don't want to have high proof stuff. You know, I like it because it's 94, it's not 100. And I think even think mentally when you're trying to work and you drink 100 proof and you go to those triple digits instead of the two digits, it's just something mentally there, right, Zeke? When you're working, huh? Like 2 p.m.? No. I'm saying when I'm working at night. Did I not say that? <laughs> no. The caveat is like it's it's after. <laughs> it's after. So I was sitting laughing my ass off. like, you know, I love it. It's a great working, you know, pour for me when I'm working. I, I like to have this. No, I'm talking about like when I have to work at night after <laughs> the family goes to bed and I'm up continuing to work. That is what I meant. Sorry, I do, I'm not drinking whiskey while I'm working during the day. <laughs> oh, you just kept going with it too. I was like, oh, wow. There you go, John. It's the whole new level of peeling the curtain back. I was like, what the hell did I say now? No. For those people listening, I do not drink until the daughter goes to bed. So, yeah, it was not during the day. Anyways, this Elijah Craig rye, Zeke, what do you think about it? My first thought, this is a Kentucky rye, correct? It is a Kentucky rye. Which means? What do you mean? Well, you always give the, the stats. I'm, I'm letting you give the stats. I already you, gave the stats. By your, by your work day drinking, you, you missed it. No, I already did give the stats. You just missed it. It's 51% rye, 35% corn, and 14% malted barley. I already okay. gave that. You just don't listen to me. Well, I'd guess the 51 rye. The other two I wasn't sure about. 
Nose-wise, I really thought this seemed like a green Starbright to me. That was the first thing that just really popped in my mind. I mean, as soon as the nose hit me. Beyond that, it, it seemed like, uh, you know, if you're at the fair and you get a, a caramel green apple, not the red one, but the green, just, you know, sugars, tartness, sweetness under there. Uh, just kind of that whole caveat of uh, aromas. Palette-wise, actually, the first thing I picked up was a hint of corn then the rye kind of moved across it as it went from you know front to back and whatnot as far as you know more i guess distinguishable flavors it really kind of seemed to me almost like a, a green apple pie again that kind of green apple theme just ran for me on this pretty well and then also as i've revisited a time or two just lots of underlying sugars it never seems or tastes malty at any time to me Definitely the the secondary thing that I noticed throughout the profile is just a really good expression of sugars that that just add to it and it'll make it, you know, pop or fizz necessarily. Uh, I guess is a uh, metaphorically speaking, that's kind of the the behind the scenes pizzazz it gives it. As far as the finish goes, just a a, a slight hug and a slight bit of oak, neither off-putting, neither gave you what I would call, you know, or what others call rather. You know, the Kentucky hug that burns as it goes down to the chest. Literally, once it starts to go down, you know, you have just enough remnants to let you know something was there and to add to the profile, but nothing that tips the scale or becomes off-putting by any means. So what's a Starbright? Like a peppermint, but different colors. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about a Starburst. No, I think that's what they're called, aren't they? Starbrights? I've used that note before a time or two. I had to look it up some time ago. LMGTFY.com. So the nose for me on this one, at first it was bananas and pepper, but much more bananas than pepper. Almost has hints of that bananas runt flavor, but muted. It's not as artificial as like a banana runt. And then the more it opens up, I have to agree with you, Zeke, all of that caramel and the candy and the sugar really is there on that nose as it's been sitting on my my table for 15, 20, 30 minutes. The taste, I said a surprising amount of spice and tingle for the 51% rye. I thought it would be a little more balanced there, and and it is. I mean, it is a Kentucky rye where it's not 95.5, and I am getting other flavors there. But a lot of black pepper and cinnamon, it's almost like pop rocks on my lip. And I know that you were saying, like, it's not really popping. It's not a candy. It's like popping. But for me... I'm getting that tingle on my lips, almost like it's a little bit of Pop Rocks, maybe a little bit of slight oak in there. I'm getting a whole bunch of sweetness the more this sits out, and it just moves more to the bourbon the longer it gets air than it does towards the rye. Finish, I said, once it hits your lips, I was thinking about old school and frank the tank because this to me is all about the experience you have and the mouthfeel that you have where it kind of tingles your lips i'm not getting a hug or anything going down my chest the whole experience to me on this one is really in the front of my palate i'd agree with that for the most part the banana thing you kind of lost me on some of the stuff you were nosing uh, i didn't pick up that but i think palate wise definitely seemed to be a lot more uh, on par I would say it's more of a full palate than a front palate, though. There's just no, you know, burn or linger that goes past, you know, the back of the tongue into the throat kind of thing. That's fair. I mean, I, I think it just doesn't leave your mouth. You know, the, the experience is definitely not something that goes down your throat to your chest. And still, to me, even that ratio would be like 75 front palate, 25% full. 
I mean, yeah, I'm still getting the majority of it up front. Oh yeah. Also, so it looks like the Brock's version was called Star Brights, and then all the regular ones were called Star Lights. So technically, the green one might be a Star Light in case Brock's never made one of those. But you know, I was pretty damn close. I stumped you. You had to look it up. You didn't stump me. You didn't know what it was to begin with. I never know what half the shit you bring up is. I mean, that's a strong play. I stumped you. <laughs> I brought up that I didn't know that you might not know. Exactly. How about uh, that for just a, a, a mind screw? I guess uh, I wouldn't say this would be a mind screw to anyone, but I do think it's interesting. Most everyone has, you know, I think a mental perception of what a rye is going to be without ever getting into the grains, getting into the mash, et cetera. And it's probably just based on guess, what they've had in the past, what people have poured for them. But that being said, I don't think too many folks, when you said you're going to pour them a rye, if you poured it blind, they would expect the profile they got from this. I would agree with that. And not saying it's bad, obviously, anyway, but maybe even, you know, to the degree of you'd have to have a second or third, you know, tasting of it. Because the first time you'd say, whoa, I'd I'd like mentally prepared myself to taste this, this and this. And then they get a pour or two of it and it offers a much different profile and variety of flavors than they had just, you know, mentally teed up. And I'm jumping ahead a little bit here, but I think this ride does... Again, I don't want this to sound like because we're we're doing something with them that I'm being biased in any way, but I think this ride does exactly what it needs to do in the market where you have other things out there like Knob Creek rye that are going to be a little bit more expensive. You have an old Forester rye that's going to be somewhat on par, maybe five bucks cheaper than this one. But Elijah Craig is really good at putting about a small batch daily drinker that's at a decent price and a bottle that looks good and a bunch of people are going to go buy it i really think that there's enough flavor in here that nobody's going to be upset it's not like you're ever going to say this is a bar over a buy because at 30 bucks just go buy a bottle you're going to spend six to ten bucks for a pour in the store okay spend 20 bucks more and get a bottle for yourself it's just a solid solid drinker that i don't think anybody can complain about it's got enough flavor from a rye that it's not going to be the same stuff that you have all the time and it's going to move on you a little bit you're going to enjoy it and it's at 94 proof and i just think elijah craig is really good at putting out this type of a profile for a small batch that you're just going to enjoy getting at 30 bucks definitely what i would say one of the you know easily most consistent lines as far as not only just you know matching up the flavors, but also always offering a quality product at a good price. I mean, some things you just can't beat necessarily. I think there are plenty of things that are out there that are going to have different profiles, different proofs, and different prices. But I think everybody is going to say like, all right, if I have to go get this rye that's 100 proof, I'm still going to get an Elijah Craig rye that's 94 proof. There's nothing in here that I think anybody's really going to take a sip of and be like, oh my God, that was bad. I like the sweetness of it. I like the spice. I like the mouthfeel. I like the experience of it. I really do enjoy this whiskey. Anytime you're going to price something at 30 bucks, I'm already going to be a little bit biased towards that. The experience of it, it's just a solid daily drinker. The other thing I kind of thought of too was, you know, I think when you know, we saw that this product was coming on the market. Uh, I, you know, somewhere in our early conversation, immediate thoughts was simply another ride. They already have, you know, Pikesville and, uh, you know, Rittenhouse. But true to form, a, a nice curveball surprise that, 
you know, makes you remember how many rick houses does Heaven Hill have? How many floors? How many different profiles can you get utilizing all those different things? And hence, be a novel product in its own right with its own unique flavor profile. So if you thought that as well, honestly, John and I did too. We're both happily surprised with a, a different line of profile here. And um, like John said, it, I think you almost, the price necessitates buying over bar, if nothing else, because one pour is at least going to be six bucks unless you find better bars than we know about, just as far as a minimum pour. So this is good. It's fun and definitely would be a good thing to have on the bar for folks that tell you they don't like or drink rye. Because depending on what they've had, this may very well throw them for quite a curve or a loop. With you on that, I'm not going to go spend ten bucks on for a pour of it at at a bar where I could get a bottle of it for thirty. It just doesn't make sense. There's still twenty three ounces left in that bottle if I do that, and the ROI in my head would just kill me. Thank you to Heaven Hill and Elijah Craig for sending us that bottle. Obviously, it has nothing to do with our review. We are going to be open and honest whenever we do a review. Today's show is sponsored by CastCartel.com, changing the industry standard as to how you get your alcohol. Right now, it's a convenient to play more than anything. Sit at home on the comfort of your own couch and go to CastCartel.com. Get your vodka, tequila, gin, amaro, bourbon, whiskey, scotch, rum, whatever it is, they have it. And, you know, being an online retailer, some of that allocated stuff might cost a little bit more. That is to be expected, but your regular daily drinkers like your Elijah Craig rye or your Elijah Craig small batch, you're going to find on there as a reasonable price. So go ahead and go to cascartel.com, see for yourself. Also follow them at cascartel on Instagram. You never know when they are going to do awesome giveaways and give stuff to their followers. I know they're giving out some Davies County bourbon right now, so check them out at Cast Cartel and see for yourself. Today's show is also sponsored by PremiumBarProducts.com. Janie, Carson, Vicky, all of the good folks over there, they make awesome laser-etched glassware. And Zeke, this isn't the stuff that is going to rub off in your dishwasher. This is the stuff that is lasered in there. It's never going to go away. We've had tons of people that have asked us to get them in touch with them, and they have nothing but good things to say after. You know, our friend Mike Hines with Nashville Barrel Company, he uses them to get his glasses. We know tons of other distilleries that do the same thing. Check out premiumbarproducts.com, whether or not you want a Glen, a Wee Glen, a Dram, a Distiller's Tasting Glass, a Neat Glass, a Tua Glass. They have them all. Check them out for yourself and see what you like. If you need a bigger order, get in touch with me. I will get you in touch with them so you can do wholesale options as well. Zeke, the folks who find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Find us wherever you download your podcast. Leave us an open and honest review like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. Make sure you stay tuned the Friday before Father's Day with our interview with Max Shapira and Kate Latz from Heaven Hill talking about Elijah Craig and talking about working with the family in the workplace. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Good old Nashville, Tennessee. And if I can find a, uh, a caramel-covered green apple, I'm going to have to get that for you because I'm pretty disappointed you didn't get green apple out of this. I'm sorry to disappoint you. It's what I'm here for is to teach and develop and help you learn. That is why I am here for you. <laughs> Cheers. Ciao.